Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Mortgage Marketing Podcast. And so in today's episode, we're actually going to be looking at using AI for social media as a broker. That's what we're going to be talking about, which is, this is a topic that definitely has come up loads. The actual slides I'm using in this, this is a presentation I did for Alex Curtis at the Lead Engine. So some of you will know Alex and I, I've got these slides sat here and I thought, you know what, why not make a presentation on it and talk about it in depth? So we're going to be, we're going to, I'm going to unpack, do this for you and share this with you. These are how you can use AI as a mortgage broker. So the first thing we talk about is the AI platforms, okay? And when it comes to AI platforms, there are a number of different tools out there. But for this specific video, for this specific episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about large language models, okay? Large language models. So large language models are advanced AI systems that can understand and generate human-like text, okay? They are trained on a vast amount of data and can perform tasks like text generated and translations. However, there's lots of concerns about them. That's what I've written out here. Now, the thing to point out with them and the best way they were described to me is that they are, think about them as the best, most advanced chatbot <laughs> you can think about. So, you know, when you have like the chatbots you talk to, on the lenders or or any website and you're talking back and forth, they're the most advanced versions of them. Now, there are a number of ones out there. There is Cloud2, there is, is loads of others, but the one that we're going to be talking about today is ChatGPT. You also have Google's Bard as well, so that's something to be aware of, but ChatGPT is what we're going to be focusing on in this specific episode because that's the one that most people are using right now but, but i would say be keep an eye out on others because google i wouldn't be betting against google long term google's probably going to win this in the very long term so um google's bard is definitely one to play around with something else to point out with google's bard and this is something that definitely is um not seen enough and i would definitely point this one out is that Google's Bard is the only one currently when making this that is connected to the internet at all times. ChatGPT and um, Cloud2 is not. So it currently isn't connected to the internet. Now, they, they draw stuff from the internet, but it's not connected to the internet like right now, you know, in working time. It's not the same. So Google's obviously is connected to Google. It's just something to bear in mind because that can be a, a sticky point for some people as to whether or not which one they should choose. So just bear that in mind when we're talking about these. So let's talk all about how to get the most out of the AI tools. That's what I want to be talking about today. So the first thing to point out, and then there's five things I'm going to point out with these, how to get the most out of it is the first one is it's not, it's a tool. It's not a replacement. So I think the biggest mistake I see people make is that they think that this is going to be a replacement to their, um, you know, their administrator or replace their graphic designer or all this stuff. And the truth is it's not, it's not going to be a replacement. It's just something to enhance and hopefully speed up your workflow. Okay. It's not some sort of crazy, crazy thing. Now to point this out and a great example of this, which is very much talked about ChatGPT, do it, talk about it in their when you log on to them is one of the things they say, they're limitations. Okay. And this is why it's not a tool. This is why it is a tool, sorry, and not a replacement is it says on their website, when you log in, it may occasionally generate incorrect information. It may occasionally produce harmful instructions or biased content. And it has limited knowledge of the world and events after 2021. Now, this is really important to understand because if you think about, if you're a mortgage broker, there's a lot of stuff that's happened in the world since 2021 that changes the way the mortgages are are um, perceived. Think about the interest rate rises, the credit crisis that we're kind of going through. Also, you cannot afford as a mortgage broker to have 
incorrect information generated. You cannot afford that. So if you're just relying on AI to just pump out content and hope that it it just makes it and you don't have to check it, it's not going to be good. You cannot have harmful instructions or bias content that's completely uncompliant, especially now due to the GC23, the new FCA guidelines or the FCA guidance. They're not quite there yet with the guidelines, but um, that that would would absolutely say that it needs to be fair, clear, and not misleading. If something is unfair, unclear, so unfair would be biased, unclear, which is which is um, which is occasional inf incorrect information, and misleading would be harmful. Then that's not a good idea. So you can see already that this is not a. It is a tool. It is not a replacement. And if you are somebody as a mortgage broker who's thinking AI is going to be your saving grace, I would be really, really skeptical of that. Okay, just be, be prepared. The next one is using the correct prompts. It is all built around prompts with AI. It's, it's about knowing what to put in. I've worked a lot on prompts over the last, well, since November when ChatGPT came out. My content, I use AI a lot. I'm going to talk about that in this episode, how much I use AI and how I use it. But it's all built for me around the prompts. My prompts are the lifeblood to being able to get the right results from this tool. Okay. Now, here is an example of the type of prompts that a broker can do. And this is something that we that we need to really um, think about. So a great, a great example of a bad prompt would be, can you write me a blog post about getting a mortgage as a first-time buyer? This is a bad prompt. This is also probably what most people who are in, um, who are using ChatGPT as mortgage brokers is probably what you're writing because you're thinking, oh, okay, I'll just ask that. The problem with this is it's not enough information. Instead, if we look at it this way, we've got I'm a, this is a good example of the same type of prompt, but now with more information. I am a mortgage expert in the UK who specializes in first-time buyer advice. Can you write me a blog that is written in UK English and is focused around the five biggest mistakes first-time buyers make when getting a mortgage in the UK? So let's just have a little bit of a comparison between the two I've just said. The first one very much just says, get, can you write me a blog about getting a mortgage as a first-time buyer, doesn't have a geolocation. So you're not talking, remembering that you're with mortgages, the content is going to be very specific to the, the country you live in. So that if you're, you're in the UK, you want to make sure that you're, you're making sure that, the, that it's written in the UK and written from the UK perspective using UK language. Very important. If you notice this also, we've asked it to write a blog in, this, in the second prompt, we're asking it to write a blog from the perspective of a mortgage expert. Instead, if you ask it to just write you a blog about getting a mortgage, it's going to write it just general, but you want it to be written as if it was from you as an expert. So you need to always tell that, and this is with the, an example of how to do good prompts, is always say, who are you? Who do you work with? What can you write? And, and so that's, that's the main one. Who are you? What do you work? So my mind's always, I am a marketing expert who who specialize, who works with mortgage brokers, helping them uh, build their impact and income online. Then I put, can you then do the so-and-so? And then you ask it, can you then do whatever it may be? And then and focus it down. So if you notice with mine, it says, here, can you write me a blog that is written in UK English and is focused around the five biggest mistakes first-time buyers face when getting a mortgage in the UK? So again, you think about the big problem they have. Who are you? Who is that client? And then you can go even further, by the way, and say like, my brand voice is so-and-so, witty, funny, emotional. I've got some crazy prompts that we can do with stuff like that, but that's a whole, another time for another day. The next one we have is... Um, 
using it to get targeted content ideas. So finding content ideas is definitely something that a lot of people struggle with. I know because I literally was on discovery call just before this, where we were talking about this. And, um, the, the, the guy was, I was saying to the guy, he'd never actually heard of chat GPT. And I said, you know, here's 50 questions that just go away, do those. And, and I generated them using this specific prompt. So I'm going to show you what I mean by this. When you actually go into chat GPT, I ask it this prompt. And again, this is pretty, my, my, the prompt isn't this specific one, but it's, can you give me the top 50 most asked questions about, and then you type in what that may be. So for this specific one, I've said, can you give me the top 50 most asked questions about getting a mortgage as a first time buyer in the UK? What it will do is generate top 50 questions, obviously, that it has taken from the internet and it will put them in a list for you. This is the content. If you're a mortgage broker, we've had some great ones where we've got, we've done things like, can you give me the top 50 most asked questions about people in the UK who are high net worth individuals who have, who are thinking about getting a mortgage or borrow or, or additional borrowing to do home improvements. That is the type of specific type of content you can do. So again, the prompts we said before, get them good, but you can use it to generate you the list of questions. It's going to take those questions. It's going to populate them into the questions you should answer. This is the content you should be doing videos on. This is the, this is what I call is the, 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 the backstop list. Everybody, you, all your videos should go from this list unless you have massive inspiration that, that, that makes you think of something else. The next one you have, and which is think outside the box. So big fan of this one. You're going to see my nerdy side come out now, but the thing outside the box is that you want to try and make sure with your content that you are, when you're creating content on social media and creating content out there, that the content is slightly more, not well, unique. It shows your personality, but it stays connected to what you do. You don't want to be talking about things that are not related to mortgages, but you do want to make sure that you are um, showing your personality across this is something I, I quite like. And this is where chat GPT and AI in general with the right prompts can be pretty awesome. So one of the prompts that I have put in, and this is a good, I love this example, is I'm a massive Star Wars fan. For people who don't know that, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And so I've, and have been since I was a kid, since I, what my dad played me the first original films when I was very young. And um, one of the prompts I have here is, can you write me a social media post about the similarities between buying your first house as a first-time buyer in the UK and Star Wars? Now, yes, you're probably thinking, Ash, that's crazy. Like, that just doesn't, what's the, the but the, what you'll see, and I won't read the whole thing because it's a long old post, but what you'll see is that it is this, it will then generate, and it generates something pretty awesome where what it's done is created a post that talks about it comes straight up and it said, calling all first time buyers, just realized something mind blowing today. Buying your first house feels a lot like stepping into the epic world of Star Wars. Let me explain. And then it starts to do the six points about how Star Wars can teach you or have similarities to buying your first home. Remember that there are other people out there who would be Star Wars fans who would see this and think, wow, that's really interesting. This can be anything. Football, buying, you know, getting your first car, getting your first pet you know, starting your first job, anything that you think is relatable, you can start to get pretty creative with these. And I think this is where AI for me definitely stands out as being a really useful tool is being able to connect the dots and make it a little bit different. You also have, and this is the, the final one, which is my favorite one, which is workflow. Okay. Workflow. Now this is where I use AI. 
I use it for all of this stuff. I do all of the stuff you've just seen, but workflow is where it becomes really, really, really beneficial. Now, what do I mean by workflow? What I mean by this is I don't use it as a replacement, but what I do use it for is to be able to speed up workflow with the right, correct um, responses. So if I want to, for example, turn a blog, a, um, this piece of content, this is how I do my mother way I use it. I'll just give you the exact example how I use it. So I'll record this podcast. This has not got anything to do with AI when I start it. So when it starts off, it is purely me, my ideas on my iPad, and I just write down the ideas and I'm I turn on the camera and I record, although the cameras, because there's multiple cameras in this room, and I record. And then from there, that's when the AI comes in. So from the workflow of this, as soon as I finish recording this, what's going to happen is this will be downloaded. It will be transcribed using a AI software called the script. And then that transcription will be put into my, uh, into my, um, into ChatGPT, and I will get it to turn it into a, into a um, title and description for the show. So it will give me the title that this should be. From there, it will then, I will then get it to write me a longer description to go in the show notes for the, the blog, which is on the website, which is ashballen.com forward slash blog, I think. Um, if you, from there, what I'll then do is get it to take short clips. I'll say, can you take quotes from this specific piece of content and put this into, um, so I can then do threads with it. I'll then get a, to get it to summarize it into bullet points. And I'll use those bullet points to shoot a summary video, which is my, my reels, which you'll see. I'll shoot a summary video separately. So I don't, I don't clip it from here. And then I will take the, the text from that summary video and ask it to turn it and using the correct prompt I have. Can you turn this into an engaging commentary like post that is taken from what I've said? And this is where I create my LinkedIn posts. My LinkedIn posts are drawn from what I have said in the video, the summaries, I then read through those LinkedIn posts, edit it loads. So it just gives me the generic one, but I edit it loads. So I turn it into my words because a lot of the, no post or copies of content of my online LinkedIn or emails has ever been gone through with me and just sent out. I always, again, check it always. And, and, and a lot of the time change stuff because it's my thing, but that's the workflow. You see how that goes through. Then that becomes an email that becomes a, um, he said a LinkedIn post, it becomes the text and the copy underneath the, um, underneath the, the video. And then I turn, tell it to, um, turn that text post into a carousel copy. And then that copy then gets added to my templates for carousels and then they get scheduled out. So as you can see from a workflow perspective, AI is heavily involved in what I do in my morning content power hour, hugely involved. But the way I use it is that the content that I talk about has come from me and I'm just then using it as a tool to be able to repurpose my already original organic kind of or ideas. You know, it's not, I'm not using it to pretend like I know what I'm doing. I'm using it to be able to distribute my message across more platforms faster and it speeds up workflow. It can be amazing. It can be very good for emails. If you were trying to write, I've had ones before where like there's an email with client with it, with a client who essentially has left or, and, I, and I'm thinking, how do I handle this? So I'll write what I want to say, and then I'll put it in the email, I'll put it in ChatGPT and say, can you reword this email and make it sound more positive and not, not negative and make sure that you understand? Because if you say how you feel, not all of us are good with words. If you say how you feel and you ask it and you know your prompts, it can speed up workflow dramatically. So that is how AI is used in my business. It's how I 
use it. And I think it's how you can use it with your social media process. If you've enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe and um, check us out on all other platforms as well. And do check out the Mortgage Marketing Heroes podcast, which is my interview podcast that comes out every Saturday. Um, and go and check that one out as well. And I'll see you in the next one.